In today's episode, find out which of Peter Parker's love interests will finally come to an end. Find out the identity of one of Peter Parker's deadliest foes. Find out who calls Peter Parker wishy-washy, not once, but twice. And find out some secrets to this podcast that will be revealed after the closing theme song. All this and so, so much more on this episode of Let's Read Spider-Man! Let's Read Spider-Man! Let's Read Spider-Man! 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 Welcome, True Believer readers. I'm James B., and here, the crime master to my Green Goblin, it's the one and only Eddie. How you doing, Eddie? Hey, this is Eddie. <laughs> I'm doing good. Eddie, this is the, um, this is the second time that we're going to have a two-issue, part one, part two uh, situation. Do you remember the last time that we had a issues that kind of ran back-to-back that really need to be read together? Oh, the do- was it the Doc Ock one, right? Am I Correct. Wrong? Hey, there we go. See, so paying attention here a little bit. All right. I think this one here is even more uh, more important that it was uh, tied together. I think this is nearly impossible. I think the Doc Ock one might have had a somewhat of a resolution, but this one here literally cliffhangers you. I would hate to have just read 26 and not read 27, but we're not going to do that today. We're going to go right into 26, and this is called The Mystery of the man in the crime master's mask. And it says as a picture, and there's a, there's Spider-Man with question marks around him. And he's sitting on a giant question mark and there's three figures, Eddie. And it says both the crime master and the green goblin know each other's true identities. But what strange secret is known only to Frederick Foswell. And then it says, can Spider-Man solve this dark riddle cloaked with a grim puzzle hidden beneath the shadows of a deadly enigma. Eddie, come on, right? It, it is a cliffhanger for sure. All these question marks all over the place with Foswell front and center. I mean, for me, I just love this the cover so much. I really like the cover a lot, how Spider-Man's in the gas. I know we're supposed to be talking about that opening opening right there. But oh, I like the cover with the Crime Master shooting Spider-Man with all this crazy green gas going on. I mean, as as stated before, I am... I'm supposed to be the crime master, right? Today, yes, I you're the, be the crime master. You're the crime master to my green goblin. <laughs> yes. Well, what I love, I love the continuity from the previous issue that Spider-Man still has no costume. Now we, we did see him trying to sew, but he has no costume. And Eddie, the effect it's going to have on the stories is because we open up with Peter and he's trying to get his costume from a hidden location that he doesn't know where it is in Aunt May's house. Uh, while he's busy doing that at night, the crime master, he tells the goblin uh, that he's no longer his partner. He actually says to him, he could use it as a flunky. He says, get lost. I've got things to do to the Green Goblin. Green Goblin's been kicking Spider-Man's butt all up and down these books. And the Crime Master's like, listen, I, maybe if you just get lost, I got things to do. Maybe I'll use you as a flunky. Um, the Crime Master is busy taking over all the gangs. And then, then there's Frederick Foswell. He's leading a double life. He's acting all shady. Eddie, I'm going to admit right now, I was fooled. I thought, I'm like, oh, Frederick Foswell, he, he, he's the Crime Master. I, I thought so. I was super suspicious. Also, I, I, I just like the fact that he 
he he's around so much all throughout and Jay Jonah Jameson I, it plays him off as being such a such a good guy for hiring back this ex-con um I I, I gotta admit also James B you're you're right I was fooled I thought Frederick Foswell was going to be the part of some giant grand scheme all throughout uh this comic and deep into the future uh too but you know he's gone straight he's, he doesn't want to go back to jail doesn't want to do it, James B. No, and even though the splash page said, like, what strange secret is known to him, I didn't even, I'm like, I know the secret. He's one of those two dudes, which makes no sense when you look at it now. But that's okay. So what happens here is, you know, I was writing up the notes, and I didn't know what I wanted to do next because there's so many pages of so much cool stuff happening. And, you know, I love the non-crime parts. Peter, he fights with Betty about Mary Jane Watson. Then J. Joe Jameson comes and he kicks Peter out. And Peter puts a tracer on Foswell's hat. And then he fights with Flash. And he fights with a whole bunch of boys. And then the principal says, oh, you're fighting with all these boys. And Flash later comes out and says, yeah, he really wasn't the fault. And then J. Joe Jameson tells the Midtown Business Club executives, his reporters are keeping all the crime in the city under control. They know what's going on. They're keeping track of it. Then Peter goes and he buys a Spider-Man costume, which I wasn't sure how much I wanted to talk about the fact that they were selling Spider-Man costumes at all. But it's been a couple years now because I know he's going to be graduating soon. So it's been two years. I guess Spider-Man's enough of a person that they would sell it. Uh, Eddie, there's a four-page fight with the crime master. Peter attaches his mask better with his webs. The informant patch calls the cops. And then there's another four-page fight. And both times when he fights the crime master and then he fights the goblin the second one, he loses. He loses both fights. And then the issue ends. So all that I saw was Spider-Man getting his butt kicked twice in this issue. What a terrible issue to get stuck with, Eddie. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, my. I mean, as far as this fighting goes, the crime master is... It brought about to me, like, how many times does Spider-Man run into people with guns trying to shoot bullets at him? And, I mean, it happens periodically, but, like, apparently, like, it's just not a big deal. Like, he can just avoid... Like, he gets shot at so many times by the Crime Master, who I assume is a pretty good shot, since he's the Crime Master. But then at the end of the day, like, gas. Gas really gets Spider-Man. Like, this is not the first time he's been gassed. He's been gassed by several villains in the past, and, like... Craven the Hunter got him with his, uh, you know, his potion, uh, which weakened him also. It, it was interesting to just kind of see how much fighting occurred and uh, how much how much Peter Parker, Spider-Man, couldn't, couldn't really handle the fighting that was going on, too. My other one, too, James B., the, the, end, the end of this issue is so dramatic. Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure if... Uh, you see the very last page. Did you see the very last page here, James? Yes, I see the last. I am looking I mean, at the last page. Yes. The goblin holding Spider-Man limp, and the crime master being like, "I'm the boss," because we got Spider-Man here. Uh, it it is like the I, I out of all the comics we have read for Spider-Man so far, I would say this is like one of the most dramatic ones. Would you agree with that, James B? Is there an ending page you think is more dramatic? This is right up there, but I just want to correct you before the uh, readers correct you or the listeners. Uh-oh. Technically, the, the crime master is saying like, hey, I'm the big boss now, and the goblin's going to show up, and he's going to be right. like, oh. hey, uh, you're about to have the shortest reign on record because he's... <laughs> He captured him. What's going to happen next? Like the goblin's going to say, "I'm, I'm, I should be the boss, Eddie." Uh, thank, thank you for correcting me. I, I forgot about that dynamic because, quite frankly, James B, this is one of the comics. So I read these comics at my cabin 
in North Michigan, and they were bought by the generation before me, my mom's generation, and they only went up there in the summertime, and they only bought comics when they're up there, and I have read this comic like a hundred times, to which point I was like, I'm not reading this anymore, because I don't know what happens in issue number 26. I didn't have issue number 26, and it was so upsetting to me to see the end and be like, you know, how does Spider-Man, how does he get out of this? This is one of the reasons I decided to start reading all the Spider-Mans again because I really wanted to read comic number 26 and see what happens. James B., did you have anything else that you uh, wanted to talk about on uh I do, I do. I, I do want a little, uh, I want to do a little bit of the James B. Reads a panel. Uh, um, there's a section on page five I want to read. I'm going to do uh, both parts in this one here. This is the middle three panels on page five. Um, it's Peter Parker going to visit Mary, uh, excuse me, Betty Brandt, and uh, he is my... Um, he harkens back to the um, It's a Wonderful Life uh, actor there again. And he says, she goes, well, well, hello, Peter. Have you any new plans to catch Spider-Man today? Because she's mad at him because he was doing that on page, right. you know, but, right. And then he's like, oh, come on, Betty. How long are you going to hold a grudge? And then she says, I am not holding a grudge. After all, if you want to be palsy-walsy with Jonah Jameson, that's your business. Ah, rats. First you write letters to Ned Leeds because you feel sorry for him and you won't worry about Spider-Man. How about having a good word for Peter Parker? And she's like, you mean the Peter Parker who's dating Liz Allen and who has another girlfriend? He's never even mentioned to me, namely Mary Jane Watson. He's like, bruh, I don't even know Mary Jane Watson. (laughs) Just goes on and on. And and then he gets gets kicked out by J. John Jameson like four panels later after Betty yells at him for two more. That's the that's the real fight in this issue. (laughs) Betty, my girl, my she was my girl. I I thought, and then there's so many false impressions that that the ladies in Peter Parker's life have of of him for sure. Well, Eddie, I know you're waiting to hear about issue 27. Oh God, I'm ready. I got a quick. uh, We got to take care of some sponsor business first because our our last sponsor, unfortunately, mysteriously. uh, dropped off. We were we were hoping to get more business from uh, Dr. Ludwig Reinhardt, but uh, there's been haven't heard from him. But I do have a new sponsor, and it is the um, it's the Midtown Business Executives Club, Eddie. And the Midtown Business Executives Clubs is one of the country's premier executive membership de- uh, development and networking organizations. For more than 100 years, the club has served as a platform for senior leaders to build relationships, read newspapers, share ideas, smoke cigars, develop business opportunities, and badmouth Spider-Man while sitting in comfy chairs and giving ex-cons a second chance. If you would like to join up the Midtown Business Executives Club, you can find out some information by calling 555-924-3771, and you can check them out at executivesclub.org backslash membership so eddie that's the midtown business executive club if you any interest in uh in enjoying that wait the midtown business executive club has to advertise on our podcast for members (laughs) i mean i I don't know james James, what are our numbers did we have some statistics of how many midtown businessmen are listening to our podcast currently right now or potential midtown businessmen Oh, I see. We have the Eddie back who likes to insult the sponsors. I didn't realize he was in this podcast. I thought he had left a few podcasts ago. 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. I, they are our sponsor. All right. All right. And if they, if you know what, the Midtown businessmen are going to cut me off right now. And I once again will not know what happens in issue 27. So I will dutifully sit here for ready to move on, James B., when you are. You know, I don't know if you recognize this, but in the in the last issue, there was a scene right before um, Peter comes in and J. Jonah Jameson is talking to another person. It's back on, uh, just in case you're going to follow along with this, back on page three of issue 25. It's right in the center of page three. And J. Jonah Jameson says to this dude, um, don't worry about a thing. I'll take care of your ad personally, and I'll see you tonight at the club. And I'm thinking, ooh, what's this going to lead to? And it never amounts to a single thing. We never see this guy again. He's just It's just J. Jonah doing business. And I'm like, what is this all about? And then I realize, hey, you know what? This is the kind of good stuff that happens. Connections made at the uh, executives club. And, um, you know, I was glad that they reached out. And I thought, you know, maybe we could maybe we could get some business going with them and, and get things going. But, you know, apparently some of us in the podcast you know, just don't feel the same way and the only, and you were really nice to the sponsor last time a sponsor who doesn't apparently even seem to exist anymore i mean i, I we have to take care of our mental illness now the midtown businessmen i, I don't feel like they're going to be a club if they keep having people joining like can't, can't we have too many people joining all right well i am i apologize midtown businessmen club they're gonna they're gonna shut me down for sure wherever they can in the future i mean i know how jay jonah jameson operates he's gonna run a smear campaign against against this podcast and me in general perhaps like other listeners out there (laughs) would like to also i guess a smear campaign issue issue 27 (laughs) is awkwardly titled bring my goblin to me, a title I've never appreciated. Um, as much as you did not have this copy, I actually had like the Marvel Tale 1970s reprint of this book for a while. Um, but in this particular uh, issue, it picks up literally right where um, we left off. Spider-Man's mask, uh, they try to, to unmask him. And it doesn't really go into explanation why his mask won't come off. But if you remembered last issue, he did shoot some webbing to keep his mask on at the end of the issue. So that's you need. It doesn't say in like a little editor like comment or something. It doesn't even tell you that. But you know, if you read twenty six as much as Eddie did, you would know that the um, the goblin uh, the, the goblins <laughs> the goblins on page two, Eddie, and um, he says. Uh, and the crime master's like, don't bet on it, Goblin. I'm not licked yet. And he's like, oh, no. Tell him how wrong he is, my new underlings. And like, he's like, hey, all you stooges, you underlings. And the guys are like, yeah, we're taking orders from the Goblin and no one else. Anyone who can capture Spider-Man can boss me around any day. And then the other guy's like, get lost, masked man. You're a has-been around here. Like, this is the dude who was, like, blowing up cars and throwing bombs at people. Yeah. And, he, and then they're like, you're a has-been. Get lost. So, um, oh, sorry. Let me just, like, before we, let me just kind of wrap this part up here. Spider-Man, um, he fights while he's in the chains, Eddie. He's pushing people around. He's headbutting and kicking around. Like, doesn't really matter. Um, Patch is out there and Patch makes a phone call and he's like, hey, you know, the last issue he's like, hey, the cops get here. The cops show up and it's like a free for all with bullets and fists flying everywhere and things are going crazy. And Spider-Man and the, and the crime master and the goblin are there and they're all shooting uh, gas and bombs and lasers and bullets. And I don't know what the goblin's shooting off his fingertips and things are going all over the place. And then um, eventually uh, 
he chases he's chasing people around and, and somehow the crime master escapes and uh, he and he sets himself up outside of J. Jonah's window. He's looking through the window and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to shoot, uh, you know, Spider-Man or Foswell or J. Jonah, whoever he wants to shoot." But there's kind of it's kind of unclear. But there's a gunshot and apparently the, the cops shoot the crime master Eddie. And then at the top of page thirteen, I wonder if you could help me. There's um, a couple panels, um, and I'll read the cops. And if you don't mind, can you read the crime master section for me? Sounds great. Okay, the cops say uh, there's a couple unnamed cops here. Actually, I think it says I looked somewhere. Two of them have names, um, but it says. Uh, Looks like he's done for. He's sinking fast. He's the one we thought he was. And it's like, anything you want to tell us while you can? Shaking my hand. You bet there is. I'll have the last laugh yet. If I cash in, I'll take the goblin with me. His his real identity is... Is... Boy, if I saw that happen in a mystery movie, I'd laugh at how corny it was. And yet, oh, yeah, rotten break for us. He's dead. Up, oh, he never got the name out. Dun 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 dun. dun. This is a fantastic panel. I love that panel so much. Just in case you thought you were reading something other than a comic book, right? Yeah, I, 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 not even sure what to do here. I, I just, I really appreciate like the self-deprecation of like, ah, no, we're being silly. We're going to be silly here, too. It happens occasionally. Uh, Spider-Man goes back to the warehouse because there's not much else to do here. The kids have his camera. He um, gets his costume wet, so he has to has to shrink, so he changes back into his clothes. He um, He's annoyed at J. Jonah Jameson, so um, Peter goes to uh, the nosy picture editor of the Daily Globe, another character with an alliterative name. I believe it sounds like Pushy, but it's oh, Barney Bushkin. And uh, he says, hey, you want to... Uh, do you want to buy my photos? Cause I'm tired of dealing with J. Jonah Jameson. And the guy's like, uh, sure. And he's like, where'd you get these photos from? How you doing this? What's all about you? What kind of deal? And he's like, okay. So he sells it to him once. He's like, yeah, I can't deal with this guy getting, this guy's too nosy. Um, and then the last uh, couple pages, um, wrap up the story, Eddie, with Peter being nice to me. He decides he's going to cut her a break. He, he goes, uh, catches a movie with her so she can wear her hat that she got for her tea parties the other day. Foswell is revealed as Patch, which I mentioned earlier fooled me. And the goblin is sitting there shaking his fist and, well, shaking his mask, actually, in the air. He rips up some paper first, and then he's just angry that, uh, that you know, he got fooled by uh, Spider-Man. So, uh, well, Eddie, you finally got to read it. How'd you feel about uh, issue 27? I mean, I, I, I am so happy. I must say, it's just so happy overall. Uh, that being said, I, <laughs> I could I could go for I don't, I don't know a little more here and there. Uh, there's a lot of like, there's still a lot of mystery going on here too with who the crime master is. It's like it's like a resolution to a really a really heavy uh, ending from the previous issue, and yet we we still don't know who the crime master is, and Foswell's still hanging about. So like. Cliffhangers, cliffhangers in several directions too. With the goblin, also the goblin with his 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 beautiful eyelashes, which apparently are part of the costume's uh, like uh, mask. There, <laughs> my daughter has remarked on this on several occasions. So, I, I feel much better having read it for sure. Finally, that's for sure, James oh, B. Eddie, I got to let you know. I I, I feel like I. I hate always correcting you on the podcast, but on page thirteen, Eddie, they do give you the, who the crime master is. It's it's Nick Lucky Lewis. They they. Oh Nick! Well, oh, look they, at me! Look at me going off for sure. 
just just another typical podcast for me. See that this is where our sponsors are going to come in and give me a hard time too. Nick Lucky Lewis. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, I meant to say who was the Green Goblin, not who the Crime Master is. Let's go on and just do the next issue, James B. What do you think? All right, I'll see if you can make it through an issue without screwing something up. Oh, I'm going to do it this time. I swear. All right. This is this issue 28, Eddie, is um, is the Molten Man. And uh, I don't have as much to say about this as I did in the other issues. But let me, uh, let me just give the readers and the listeners uh, – just a moment to to know what's going on in the story. Eddie, the, the Peter Parker story side of it starts off with the principal telling Peter that Flash owned up to the fight. If you remember a couple issues ago, we said, hey, yeah, it was my fault. And Liz Allen, who's referred to as Liz Hilton, has something bothering her. But quickly we move to the big plot line, where Spider-Man is going to visit Spencer Smythe, who was one of the figures that we saw on the cover um, back in issue 25, when you're like, Smythe gets a figure, he's, he's back again. And Eddie, Spider-Man's going there because he has that garbage costume that he that all shrunk up, and he's going to try to swap it out for his good costume. So he gets in there, and the, the machine captures him again, but he's holding a bunch of spiders cleverly. He kind of figured he'd, he might need to do that. Of course, I don't know why the machine is just on all the time. But regardless, he's there, and this guy, Mark Raxton, shows up. And for no apparent reason, he just gets in a, a fight with Smythe over some strange liquid. It spills all over him, kind of the way that Daredevil gets uh, spilled liquid on him. And all of a sudden, this guy turns into the Molten Man, which looks like he's just made out of metal, but they don't want to call him like the Metal Man, because that's a DC brand comic. And um, he's a super strong villain, Eddie, who will use his power for no good. And there's a seven-page fight where it looks like, dude, this guy cannot be stopped. Spider-Man can't do a thing against him. He's just jumping around. The guy's just punching everything in sight, and he can't even hurt him. The webbing doesn't even stick to him. But somehow Spider-Man kills the lights, sneaks up behind him, wraps the webbing around him, and then talks to him long enough so it it hardens up. And this dude who I thought was going to be this unstoppable guy is just sitting on the floor and the cops show up and uh, they scoop him away. The last couple pages, Eddie, um, it's a graduation. Yeah, Peter's uh, Peter's done. And Miss um, Watson's there. And she refers to Mary Jane as her daughter, which I believe is another Eric because it's supposed to be her niece. And uh, he, she also says that Mary Jane will be thrilled that Peter won the science scholarship. And this scholarship allows Peter to go to college. Flash wins the athletic scholarship, so they'll be together in school. And Liz comes up, and she's super sad. It's not about her name being wrong and not being called Liz Allen instead of Liz Hilton. But she's mad and sad because she really liked Puny Parker all this time. But now she's given up on this, and she will be moving on. So that's the quick summary of what I read, uh, with so much of it being the fight in the middle. So, Eddie, um, you, you probably read this recently, too. What stood out to you about um, this issue? The big story for me is the graduating from high school. I mean, this is a big this is a big deal for Peter Parker and Flash Thompson. Like big moves in their lives, and they're you know not superhero lives for Peter Parker, um, and going on to really stay in the kind of the same spot, a university not too far away from where their high school is, so they can stay together and keep doing things. Flash Thompson and Peter Parker. Liz Allen, it's okay. Peter Parker was too wishy-washy. You you move on, Liz Allen. Um, I, I'm going to go back to the other thing that I thought was interesting here. This is like the second or third time that the webbing just doesn't work, right? It didn't work on the robot. They, he couldn't get webbing on the robot when he was fighting the robot a couple of uh, issues ago. And then James B. Um, on, was it page 14 and 15, uh, let's note Sp- Spider-Man fashions some rope 
and it appears he hogties the Molten Man. Now, where do you think Spider-Man could have learned how to do this, James B.? I know he did not learn successful rope handling, and that would be from Montana, who has never successfully roped anything. That's what you're trying to imply. This is very clearly uh, the, the 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 spirit of Montana lives on in Spider-Man through the hogtying of Molten Man. It, it, I, the only thing that could have made it better is if Spider-Man actually started talking in some kind of Western accent going on. So uh, I did appreciate the homage to um, Montana there in the Molten Man and Spider-Man's fight. So. If you, that, that, that's about it for me for this issue, though. If you look on page 16 when this Molten Man's sitting on the floor, as far as I can tell, from one panel next to it, his arms are hooked together and his feet are hooked together, right? Right. He's able to, like, attack Spider-Man in all the previous panels where his arms and feet are together. They're not hooked to each other, are they? Well, he seems to indicate that the webbing has gotten harder or something. I I don't really understand the resolution of the fight, too. I, I only understand that Spider-Man is thinking about Montana during this fight. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you one of those like not really a spoilery things. I I avoid the ones that are gonna really bother you. This is not really that bad. All right, I'm ready. I, I'm pretty sure they bring the Molten Man back like years later, and when they bring him back. The person who went to, like, draw him, like the artist or the writer or whoever, I say to draw him, whoever was going to bring him back had to go reference this issue. And when they referenced it, they noticed that Liz Allen was, you know, prominently in the issue. And they bring Liz Allen back when they bring the Molten Man back. I believe they make them, like, half-brother and half-sister or something like, or step-brother, step-sister. They do something because Liz Allen is, I'm pretty sure she's kind of going to be gone from the story now. Like, this whole, like, I'm going, she's going to be gone. We're going to go to college and we're going to meet some new people in college. And Liz Allen's going to be gone. But I know she... I know she comes back with the Molten Man. I think it's because she appeared last with him, Just which even though her storyline really has nothing to do with him. I mean, I appreciate, like I said, Liz Allen, good for you. Move on, Liz Allen. These wishy-washy men around you, you don't need them. And then she was really getting really feisty the last couple of comics, too. Jumping in there to defend Peter Parker in the middle of a brawl, essentially, with Flash and his buddies. Uh, tough, tough for the Zalen, and they got to mess up her name before she disappears too. <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> before we disappear, we need to uh, we need to say goodbye and thank everyone for listening. Um, you can uh, you can email us at let's read Spider-Man at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us today. I'm James B. I'm here with Eddie, and uh, we'll leave you with this thought: Isn't there just a little Peter Parker in all of us? is going to go while I'm talking. This is my thought. Like, hey, what if we wrap up 26 and 27? I know you didn't read 28 yet. You know what I'm saying? Which is fine. Oh, I, I read 28. I just didn't take notes on it. You read 28? I did. I, I did not. Yeah. I read okay. it. All right. Then we're going to keep going. Can you do okay. it? All right. All right. Switch to, your, switch to the thing. We're going to do 28. I meant, I meant to say the Green Goblin. We didn't know who the Green Goblin was instead of the Crime Master. That was a dumb... 
No, oh, well. Well, you can actually say, you know what? You can actually, uh, we can actually go right back to that moment yeah. instead of closing, okay? Okay. We're gonna, want- uh, we can clean that up. I can clean that up in post because I'm now amazing at this. All right. So let me get my podcast notes ready for this is all like going to be recorded and all edited and cut. This is a lot of editing for you, though. No, it's easy because because I know when we end the story, I'm just going to chop it there, and then the next thing is after I do the Foswell thing, you can just say you're right. I'm dumb. I, I meant the Green Goblin. Okay. Wait. So wait. What are we starting? Hold on. Let me. I, I'm trying to find the podcast notes. I actually have show notes on this episode. Did you see it? Oh yeah, I saw them. I didn't look at them yet though. Okay. It's short. It's short. We're not doing the annual. We're just doing 28. Correct. Correct. We're just going to 28. We're going to stick it on here. Then we can start with... Okay. I've just done the Foswell thing for you. And now you can you can come in and say, hey, um, uh, I meant... You're right. You just... you did. I just told you. Eddie, I corrected you. You know what I mean? Now you can say, sorry. Oh, yeah. I, meant, I was thinking of the Goblin. And then you can say, let's just do the next issue. And then I'll start. Okay? All okay. Right. And you can just go anytime now. Oh, I meant to say who was the Green Goblin, not who the Crime Master is. Let's go on and just do the next issue, James.